there on the deck fans listeners and subscribers this is moya again with another episode of on the deck with moya um today's episode is about fear so this is do not entertain fear part two my question in this podcast is centered around is fear real That's the question. Is fear real? And the second part of the question, is fear a choice? So I would start off and say fear is not real. Fear is not real. It is a product of our thoughts that we create. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Danger is real, but fear is a choice. So my reason for exploring fear some more is mainly because, um, you know, I had a conversation with someone and a very, very dear friend of mine. And speaking to that person, I realized that they have deep seated fears about multiple things. Right. And it has gripped them to the point where they don't want to make a move or make a decision because fear has stopped them completely in their in the in their tracks. So today's podcast is on the subject of fear and is it real and is it a choice? And really to answer that question, we have to take a more in-depth look, a deeper look into the nature of of, of fear. What is fear really? And you know, I don't know, have any of you ever wondered where it goes when it's not there anymore or where it comes from in the first place, right? Um, like for, 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 for many of us, for many of us, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that there's so many things that we are so fearful of. We have developed a, a psychological boogeyman. We have developed that psychological thing that pretty much stops us from doing a lot, from achieving a lot, from growing, from, from, from experiencing adventure, from even, even experiencing love because of the fear of rejection, the fear of rejecting, being rejected by someone you love, you know, in the fear of not being loved at all has stopped a lot of us from not going into entering into meaningful relationships, right? But one of the most interesting thing about fear is that it is it, it always seems to either come from something outside of us, which is, you know, an environmental stimulus, or it's from something inside of us in our heads, but it's it tends to separate from us. If you know what I mean, right? So fear is like I just mentioned the psychological boogeyman. That, that exists. We, we created it because of our thought process. Um, the Bible speaks about fear in several ways. So when we feel that um, unrecognizable feeling, we can't touch it, but we know that it's there type situation. Think about Psalms 34, 4 to 5. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And those who look to him are radiant and those in their faces shall never be um, ashamed. Right? What does that tell you, right? From the beginning of time, fear has always existed. 
but how do, does fear come to life, right? We know that if we seek Christ, right, he will answer you uh, and deliver you from all fears. But some of us don't even know how to seek him in the first place, much as to allow him to deliver us from the fears that we have. But we have to understand why fear is about and what causes it to come, come into fruition. Like, um, I can only speak about my fears and my, I had a fear of trusting people. Um, and it was only because of my own environment. I've, I've trusted people a lot around me and they have betrayed my trust to the point where I was really hurt and I got depressed because of it. Right. So when I meet new people or I come across people who wants to be friends with me, my first thought process is not to trust anyone until I can trust them. That has cost me relationships that has cost me friendships because I'm not able to open up enough to allow them to come in. But I changed how I thought. I changed how I thought of people and, and I changed how I thought of things. And then I put my trust in Christ first that will allow me to discern the people who are around me that I can learn to trust them, right? You know, when we look closely, you'll find that every fear you experience is actually made up of a thought. It's, 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 it's not false evidence appearing real, as most people use it as an acronym, right? It is not false evidence appearing real. You know, it's, it's, it's a thought appearing real. It's what you're thinking about. The, 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 the thought of what you fear becomes real. You know, like for example, while dreaming um, of falling, it feels real, but not necessarily so. But the fall can be real, but not from where you were in your dreams, right? So the thought appearing real is what creates fear. And if we understand that concept, we will also know that the enemy has no power over us, right? He gets into our minds because we allow him space in the first place. And he creates those, he, he, he creates those um, processes, that thought in your mind for you to fear something like, God is not going to save you if you do that. You're going to fail if you do that. Um, she doesn't love you enough. You think she loves you. And the doubt starts to form. And then the fear of letting someone in the fear of stepping forward, the fear of letting go, the fear of taking a making a choice or a decision comes to life. The thought becomes real. And we notice a scary thought in our mind. And because we do not recognize the thought as a creator of the feeling, we run ragged with it. We go crazy because we don't understand that it's just a thought right? It's a psychological, it's a psychological affair. It's not, um, a physical thing. It only appears real, kind of like how the enemy works, right? He makes everything about him and he makes everything about fear because he can only control you, control you through fear. Like, oh my God, you're having this problem. And his best go-to for you is to make everything appears to be bigger than what it really is. Makes a problem leap seem to be one so huge you can't overcome or the issue there's no solution to that issue and the fact that you know I want to love but you're going to get hurt type of affair like right that's what he does and we have to understand that it's not real like that danger is real but fear is not real. 
That's what you have to believe. Fear is not real. It is only a thought process, a thought that appears to be real, right? Um, and if we can understand fear from that standpoint while incorporating our trust and our, our belief system with Christ, then everything seems a lot more manageable and a lot more easy to understand, right? We do all sorts of things to avoid an imaginary consequence that has been constructed in our own minds. And the moment we recognize that the only thought um, that we can only create the feeling, the very same thing that was so frightening becomes literally fascinating, right? When we recognize that only thought can create feelings, the very same thing that was so frightening and traumatic to us, it becomes fascinating. And I'm saying this twice because also another thing that comes from our thoughts is our, is the thought of aloneness right you, your thought of aloneness creates loneliness and loneliness affect affects your emotion and so you go off your emotions by telling people i'm so lonely and so you end up settling for somebody that you shouldn't have settled for in the first place and doing things that you shouldn't have done in the first place right so once we understand how our thought processes affects or how we feel, which affects what we do, we kind of can backtrack and realize that fear is just a thought and I can eliminate that thought of fear. I have the control to eliminate that thought of fear. You know, um, we, we actually have that power and the same possibility for freedom exists at the heart of all fear, right? The moment we see that our own deepest, darkest fears are 100% made of thought, we will open up. We will open up the space in our minds and for our innate health, wisdom, and well-being to come through. And these may, there there may be, you know, there, there will maybe still be things to do in the world that create the outcomes we desire, but we will not do them based on what is actually wanted and needed in a situation right? We will actually do them sometimes because we're so fearful. We do them as a, not as a knee jerk fight or flight response to our own unrecognized thinking, but just because of the fear. And we don't, we often don't recognize that fear is the thought that is causing us to react the way we do. And the very moment we recognize that the thought is the only creator of our experience, this very same world, the place where we stand right now, that once seems so frightening, the it becomes endless, endlessly wonderful and fascinating, right? Because once we recognize that the only creator of our experience of love, or only creator of experience of um, appreciation and, and 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 courage, we realize that it is just a thought, or a thought creates a lot of instances in our lives, and we either accept and move on or we deny and stay stuck. God does not create us to live in fear. He created us to just live. And we often allow the the, the boogeyman, the psychological boogeyman to, to, to creep in our minds. Who is our psychological boogeyman? The devil. Because he doesn't operate in a physical realm. He operates in a spiritual realm and a psychological realm. And that's the only way he can get us. By inundating our minds with doubts. Doubting ourselves. Doubting our ability. Doubting the very divine purpose that is placed within us. 
right? The very divine purpose that is placed within us. And we have to fulfill those. Whether we fear or not fear, my conversation today is not to entertain fear at all. Don't entertain the thought of it. Because without the thought, it won't come real. It won't appear real and it won't be. So if you gain the control to eliminate the thought of fear, fear will not exist. It's a liar. That's all it is. Cast all the fears you have in the fire because we know it's a liar, right? So let me ask the question again. Is fear real and is it really a choice? The answer, the answer is it's not real and it is a choice, right? Psalms 23, 4 said, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I don't fear because I know that my God is with me. When the thought of fear raises its head, I have a choice to entertain it or eliminate it. Because I'm not going to make, because of a thought process, it stops me from doing the next best thing. I'm not going to make because of a thought process, right? I don't embrace who I am and become the greatest version of myself to also embrace my purpose that is put in me. We all have a job to do. And I'll tell you what, I didn't get to this point yesterday. It is, this has been a work in progress and a journey between myself and myself and between myself and Christ right? Because I once, I was once a fearful, timid little girl who refused to talk for people to hear, but I could write a book for days and I can do poetry and I can do everything, but I would prefer to stay behind the scenes. But then I realized I'm not supposed to be behind the scenes. I need to do, get, you know, develop that courage muscle. So I turned to Christ because that's the only where my confidence came from. Other than that, I would not have done that. And I was fearful of being ridiculed. I was fearful of people criticizing what I'm saying and nitpicking it apart. But I said anything ordained by God cannot be picked apart or destroyed. So I am not fearful. I honestly don't care what, you know, the fear or the thought process of fear will become because I will not entertain it, right? Um, in, the, in, the, in the moments where I recognize the thought as a source of my fear. Um, we could say I choose whether or not to indulge them or entertain them, but that's like saying you have a choice between hitting yourself in the head with a two by four or not hitting yourself in the head with it, right? And then in these moments is where you become aware that's your, where your headache is coming from, you will more than likely won't keep doing it. If you realize that you keep entertaining the thought of fear and it is not allowing you to move forward, it's not allowing you to do the things that you desire, it is not allowing you to let people in, it's not allowing you to praise God, it is not allowing you to seek Christ because the fear of ridicule by the outside world make a lot of us choose not to praise God. So once you recognize where the fear is coming from and what is causing the fear, you will choose not to do it anymore, right? You will choose the, the, the option that gives you the greatest result. Right? Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I, the Lord your God, holds your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. And since I don't know what the next 60 seconds from now will be, or what I will be thinking the next 60 seconds from now, 
it is most apparent to me that the vast majority of the time, I don't choose my thoughts, right? And since fear is made up of a thought, it seems to me the majority of the time, I don't really choose whether or not the, the, to feel afraid. Because if the thought comes in my head and I'm not choosing to think about something, I have control. I have complete control. But the good news is Christ lives and he loves you enough to remove fear from out of your presence and to continue to hold your hand and guide you, right? Luke 14, 27 said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He gives us peace, not fear. We know this. This is what I just read. We know that the the enemy operates in the thought process realm. That's where he is, a psychological realm, because that's the only way he can physically attack you from where you are. And then spiritually, he creates that fear aspect of for, for you, right? So you want to start a business? He whispers, you'll never make it. You want to go on a diet? He ridicules you and he said, you'll never stay consistent. You want to choose God? He ridicules that God won't choose you. God don't even exist. Because I've heard those very same whispers myself. You know, questioning who God is and why God is. And I've heard people around me do the same thing. But it is my choice to entertain the fact that I do know that God exists and that he has saved me me, me personally, right? But knowing God is a personal experience, it's not a collective experience. And once we understand that knowing God is personal and intimate for everyone, and that experience is different for anyone, then fear really has no place here. There's nothing for him to use to fight anymore, right? It is, it, it is really that simple. And since I can at least recognize that the source of my fear is a thought. I don't have to make a big deal about being afraid. I neither need to hide from, you know, seemingly scary things nor feel the fear and do it anyways. I'm just not going to entertain fear. I can simply move forward in the face of all these ever-changing thoughts in my head, including the scary ones. And because I'm not scared of fear, I am left with something even more powerful than choice. The truth is, I am left with absolute freedom. Let me repeat one more time for the people in the back. More than the power of choice, removing fear will give you freedom. Freedom to freedom to make it a decision you want do the things that you desire go after the person you love (laughs) right let that person in um talk about your past um embrace your past become vulnerable because fear doesn't exist anymore you choose you you intellectually choose to understand that the source of your fear is just a thought it is the most powerful thing more than choice is knowing that you're actually free and you find freedom in Christ. So I'm going to close with this. John, first John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment, right? He that feareth is not made of perfect love. 
Fear is nothing but torment. Do not fear anything because fear is just a thought that appears to be real. And I close with this. You're wonderful and you're beautiful and nothing about your life is a mistake.